Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Talks with Lauren podcast. This episode is featuring a little bit of light rain in the background that you might hear, but that's okay because it's the perfect night to record an episode, especially with me feeling sentimental in the way that I am and... It just adds another element, something about rainy, stormy weather. When I was young, I used to, every time it would rain, I would go out to the front porch with my journal and write. And I had stopped writing for a really long time, just picked it back up, like, I don't know, within the last year or so. But I think part of that was because I would let out some really intense feelings during that time. It's almost like the storm was like an invitation for me to release what was going on. And sometimes I still feel that way. Storms just like invite me to contemplate things. So obviously some time has passed since I last released an episode It's interesting because I changed the name of this podcast to Life Talks with Lauren and started kind of, I did a few episodes and I wanted to, I wanted the, the, I guess, style of this podcast to be as if you and I were like on a Zoom together or on the phone talking, especially because after moving here to Japan, sometimes I was feeling at first, the first year I was really lonely and feeling depressed. And sometimes I feel disconnected from everybody back home. So I always hope that my friends from back home listen and just feel like they're talking to me and not just them. Obviously I have friends that I've made here that listen or, you know, just anyone that maybe needs a friend and wants to feel like we're just hopping on a phone call around the time that I started doing this version of the podcast like it was meant for me to just kind of hop on here and be candid and vulnerable which is something that I haven't really struggled with a lot throughout life but something about what I was going through within probably like the start of this year 2022 caused me to close down for the first time in a long time and It was kind of a strange feeling because I didn't want to be vulnerable and really share openly what was going on. And part of that is because I got a a sort of a form of backlash from what, from publicly sorting out what I needed to sort out and not even really like, I don't know, naming names or whatever, but just, I don't know, maybe... Maybe there was just a different way I needed to go about it, but I've spent, you know, a while really just reflecting on myself and my relationships and trying to decide where I want to go with this podcast. You know, it's really hard to have like a life talks 
with Lauren podcast if I'm not willing to open up and be honest. And yeah, I just think that things that I was going through were too personal for me to share and too specific also. And I'm in a place now where I feel at peace. I feel like I'm back to baseline. And I just, I had to work through difficult feelings that I had about relationships with people, not just like newer relationships or any, really any specific relationships per se. It was just more about how I entered into friendships or familiar familial relationships, even romantic relationships with Jason. I know I'm being like really (laughs) vague or whatever. I guess the overall thing I'm trying to say is that I had to reflect on how I was showing up in relationship and how, how, and what I wanted from the relationships in my life and what I was willing to tolerate, what I wasn't. And I don't know something about just this with being in school studying for my BA in in creative writing, you know, slash English and the reflection I've had to do for the courses that I've taken so far and really just learning to communicate and reason and that plus roller derby Roller derby, I was really resistant to for a little bit. If you listen a few episodes back, I talk about some of my challenges and just feeling a little bit like rebellious in a sense. I don't know how to describe it. I sometimes have a hard time being a team player, especially when I feel that someone is bossing me around or someone is in charge of me. I can be a little bit stubborn in that way. So through doing roller derby, I've had to learn to be a team player, to show up even when I don't want to, and to give it my all and to accept the fact that me giving it my all doesn't always mean that someone else is going to recognize that I'm doing my best and they might still criticize me. And so having that feedback with not only people on the roller derby team, but also professors and other students has allowed me to be more open to being receiving constructive criticism and even just criticism in general, like learning how to sort through it, how to say thank you, I hear you and I appreciate you, even if I disagree, learning that I don't have to openly disagree, I can just say thank you and move on and reflect on it later. And all of this even feels really vulnerable to say, And obviously when I was in the thick of it, I didn't want to talk about it because I feel really naked sometimes admitting some of my faults. You know, I've spent a lot of years trying to, I spent a lot of years trying to perfect my body, thinking that if my body looked a certain way, then it would keep me from receiving criticism or being rejected. Well, then when I removed myself from that. And I moved on to more personal development. I got into the world of like wellness, became a health coach. And then I moved from that into like just life coaching and things like that. And I got into this mindset of, well, maybe I can just prove to everybody that I'm emotionally perfect. Like maybe my body is not perfect, but maybe I can prove to people that I have it all together and this specific way, yada, yada, you know, and I was trying to build a public persona and it wasn't really 
it wasn't really me because once again, it was me trying to hide the ugly parts and only show the good parts. And, um, and it's hard for me to admit that honestly, just because of the perfectionist that I am. And the fact that like, I don't, I don't like, I don't want, I don't want people to rub it in my face or say like, I told you so or whatever. I think that's hurtful. And at the same time, I also don't want people to think that if they were ever like rude to me or not generous in the process of their judgments toward me, that they were right in doing that. Because I think all of us need to have compassion for each other and empathy about where we're at. And maybe we all need to try harder to, and myself especially included, try harder to kind of just understand or gauge where someone might be at. And you know, that was something I had to accept about myself that I wasn't being generous in my judgments about others. And so I'm kind of in this place where I'm like trying to just mind my own business and let people be what they are and just let me be what I am. And I think 2020 is something that brought a lot of pain and trauma and judgment out of all of us. And, you know, we spent two years just in this huge state of division, not to say that that's completely gone now, obviously, but, and I don't know if it's just because I moved over here to Japan. And so now it feels peaceful. I don't know if it feels more peaceful to anyone else, but at least for me, I'm able to look back on those two years and just kind of like reflect on what what the hell happened because it feels like such a whirlwind and it was such a whirlwind and I don't even I I feel like I thought I had a really strong sense of identity at that time but I realized like the events of everything just really flipped things really flipped things on flipped me on my head. I don't know what, I don't know what this saying is that I'm trying to say, but it led me to a place where I I was I questioned everything in in um a very lost kind of way. I think that's where my depression came from in a lot of ways and also me just feeling so lost and like I lacked sense of purpose because suddenly it was like oh, if this pandemic taught us anything, it's that we have no control of anything. And yeah, I just, I felt out of control and I was grasping at ways that I could have control. And I still obviously am at times, but I've reached a level of stability now with my moods and and everything. And I think I attribute a lot of that to roller derby I've never participated in, I had never participated in like school in sports or anything. I always wanted to in school, but you know, circumstances didn't allow. And I've heard the saying that like everyone should join sports or try a sport when they're in school, like when they're younger. And now I completely understand why, because roller derby does so many things for me as far as like mood regulation, emotional regulation. Um, it's hard for me to think of all of it off the top of my head right now, but sometimes I reflect on all the things that it's given me, just energy, a different kind of strength. It brings me back to actually when I first went through basic training, when I joined the military back in, what was it? 20, I almost said 2019, (laughs) 2009. And I remember how basic training pushed me 
to this point where I felt that it wasn't possible for me to do what they were asking. Like say it was like, Oh, you have to finish this run or do these, these push-ups or flutter kicks or whatever, or finish this obstacle course. And in my head, I'm thinking, what? (laughs) There's no way that I can do this. I don't have this in me, but then you hit a point where, you know, you have no choice, but to figure out how to make it happen. So you have to dig deep into this part of you that you didn't believe existed, but you always wished existed, if that makes sense. And, and you just find it, you find it within you. And until you're pushed that amount, you don't really, you stay in your comfort zone because you can, you know? And so throughout my military career, I had had that basis. And then I don't know, probably just the cushy lifestyle of being a civilian again kind of made me forget it. I think also when I went into the personal development space, it's all about, you know, oh, don't do anything you don't want to do because you don't have to and you can be rich without being out of your comfort zone and just some of the things that you're taught in like building a quote unquote life of ease, I think was more harmful than helpful to me. But I only know that in hindsight now that it is good for me to be pushed beyond my comfort zone. It's good for me to feel uncomfortable, to, to feel sometimes angry, bitter, hostile, whatever, like every feeling that I need to feel, I just, I can, I can survive that feeling and I'm learning that again and I'm finding that version of myself that pulls deep, that digs deep for the strength. Even just the fact that, you know, getting myself out of this depression that I was in, that was one of the hardest of my life. And it sounds weird to say that because the circumstances surrounding my life have have been excellent, you know, for years, but that doesn't always mean that you're going to feel happy and understand you know, that, oh, your life is great. Sometimes in the, the mind doesn't believe that and it tells you otherwise and you start to believe it. And that's where I was with things. And so, you know, now coming out of it and having perspective, like I said, in hindsight, it it all makes sense, but doesn't it always. And I, I guess like, also separating myself from that really flowery development world. Like I think I, a lot of the skills I learned through health coaching and life coaching and things I will use for life. And I really needed that, but I also think it was pushed to an extreme that was unrealistic and it drove me to a place where, you know, even it was like a perfect storm when 2020 hit, it was like, Oh, I can't, I can't even disagree with anyone cause that's uncomfortable and, oh, I can't even, you know, spend time with people that think this way or whatever, or I didn't know how to be in spaces or how to articulate that. I stand behind everything that I did over the last few years, as far as like separating myself from people, distancing myself again, with the circumstances, it was just, I think we were, a lot of us were were in that space where we just didn't know it was new territory. And I don't know what I would do if that, if something like that came up again, I know it will in my lifetime if I'm lucky enough to live that long, but I just don't know 
you know, we're always learning and growing and me coming into who I am. One thing that roller derby has given me is my confidence back. And, you know, I mean, I've been outwardly confident for quite a while and I had to learn to be confident in my body as far as being the size I am and still, you know, showing up confidently with my shoulders back and high and, you know, my head held high, whatever. This is a kind of confidence where I trust in my instincts, my intuition, where I trust that what I have to say is important, even if it's incorrect, where I trust myself to be present enough to know and to listen and to share what I know now and to be open to learning information, new information and changing my mind based on that or standing firm in what I believe I'm a lot more comfortable or I'm getting a lot more comfortable with not feeling like I have to be super bubbly and friendly and smiley all the time because that is really draining to me. It's forced because it's not a part of my natural demeanor. I am very just chill and laid back. You can, you know, hear it in my voice probably right now. And that's who I've always been. But growing up around so many extroverts and actually marrying an extrovert, it was like I always was trying to mold myself into an extrovert because it's an extrovert's world, or at least it was. That's another thing that a blessing that came out of the events of 2020 is we were forced to slow down and kind of look at our priorities and, and be okay with staying at home sometimes. And I'm really okay with passing on things that I used to do just to, just because I thought that like, it's what I should be doing and, and not wanting to miss out on things with people or being so afraid to be disliked. You know, I've, I can be very performative and calculated. And I learned that I realized that that's not fair to me or the other people around me. And it's a form of dishonesty really. So yeah, some hard things that I've had to face and hard, harsh realities about myself that I've had to come to terms with and decide what I want to do with that information. And so for me, I'm always striving to, you know, even with me being calculated or performative or whatever I say, it was out of a place of genuine, like, it, it was from a good place. It wasn't from any sort of malicious, like me trying to be manipulative or whatever. It was just from me wanting to be liked and to be around people, them wanting to be around me. And f- it's really stemmed from a place of insecurity. And anytime that I still do put on that, I, you know, I think we all can sometimes, especially if we feel uncomfortable in a situation, but I'm learning to at least, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of lost my train of thought. I was like, try to pick back up. But anyway, yeah, the point is that I am learning to be more comfortable in my skin and be okay with people not liking me. I have learned that, you know, earlier at the start of this year, really, I felt extremely isolated And I felt like I had no one except for Jason, which is huge, but it's still, again, it was perception that I felt like I had nobody and nobody liked me. And anytime that I've been in that position where I'm forced to look within, it's a good thing 
because I'm not reaching out to someone else and expecting them to pull me out of the water because it's not their responsibility. And maybe that's like a really bad comparison because if I were drowning, I would expect someone else to save me. But maybe that's the good thing that I found out of it was feeling that I didn't have anyone there for me, not because they didn't want to, but maybe because they couldn't. And just recognizing like how to be resourceful myself and learn again to be there for myself. And that's a true form of self-love is recognizing that like, I don't need to lean on anybody else and expect anyone to, to carry me. Like I came into this world alone. I'm going to leave this world alone. And that might sound really depressing, but when I think about it, I actually feel really empowered by the belief that, you know, I love, I love people. I love my relationships. I know that relationships are key for survival. It's why I'm always thinking of how to be a better friend and sister and wife and, and things like that. Like I recognize the importance of relationships, but I also know that sometimes our relationships can't give us what we need or what we think we need. And in those moments, I want to learn to be there for myself. You know, it's a balance. So speaking of love, I actually came on here to talk about, cause I was like reminiscing about my first love that I met in middle school through my best friend. She's still like my best friend. I, I don't use the term really best friend anymore. Cause, um, I don't know, you get older and like you have different types of friendships, but she's one of my longest standing best friends. She was my maid of honor in my wedding. So that tells you something, but anyway, she came to, she came to live in Gardnerville where we were, where I was in middle school with her family. They bought a restaurant and yeah, I think, gosh, was it ninth grade? I want to say, I think eighth or ninth grade. I could be way off. No, but I think it was ninth grade anyway. And, but she lived like in a town in Bishop, California, like two hour bus right away. And so we became friends and we became really close. And she took me back to Bishop one weekend because she wanted to introduce me to all of her friends and her, which are also a lot of them are still my friends to this day too. Like, Oh, just shout out to Jenny for just giving me such a great, such great memories. Anyway, we were there for, I forget, I forget if it was like Brooklyn's birthday party or something, but she kept telling me about this guy, Vladdy, that she wanted to introduce me to. And he was like the, I guess, Mr. Popular there. I don't know. Like he was like the charismatic, like everyone just wanted to be in his presence. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, (laughs) I get it. And somehow in middle school. I don't know. I have actually kind of always been this way, to be honest. If I like somebody, I'm gonna, whether it's like for a friendship or something more, I do pursue that because I feel it in my intuition. And so I felt something with him immediately, just this spark. And so I went for it. Not like, I, I don't even remember how things started with us. I think it was, I just felt like a kindred spirit. I felt like he was kind of a kindred spirit and we started talking, but anyway, he turned out to be like 
my first love and we stayed in contact for gosh up until a few years ago even when he saw me with Jason and I think even after we got engaged he was like you I better be invited to the wedding and um yeah he was just so special to me it was more like a more like a best friendship with also a love story like it was like we were never exclusive and he never um like you know I he wasn't saved in my phone as Latino lover because he was Mexican and I talk about him in past tense because we lost touch a few years ago and um just I don't know how to describe it and I don't want to you know put his business out into the world but there were a few times even I think starting in high school where I felt that I lost him for different reasons like and it's kind of it's hard to mourn somebody that is still alive like you don't know how to do it but anyway but we knew that we were special to each other like he was such a ladies man that he you know always like I'm pretty sure he always had like a ton of women right at his fingertips and especially with us living two hours away so I never expected us to be exclusive but I remember how much I loved him like so much that it hurt and I knew that he loved me too but we we just knew first of all we were in high school and like in middle school starting well I guess ninth grade for a lot of people is high middle high school we were ours is middle school 10th grade was the start of high school but anyway yeah we just we knew we weren't destined to be like married or anything but yeah I was just randomly thinking about him and how grateful that I am because he I know not everybody gets the that kind of love story especially at such a young age and like to be completely candid I lost my virginity to him and it was the most one of the most special experiences like I still remember it very vividly and I know that sounds weird like especially if you're like oh you're married now you're not supposed to be talking about this but I've always been really open with Jason actually we've both been really open about our the loves of our life and and like the people we lost our virginity to and stuff and and obviously it's not a threat and I wouldn't want Jason to forget like his past in that way obviously I wouldn't want him to like go back to his first love and you know be um especially if they were single or whatever like be in each other's lives in that way I mean it would depend on the circumstance honestly but yeah when it comes to Vladdy like he knows that especially we're not even in each other's lives but I don't know you know we we grow up and we meet other people and especially when it comes to romance we have so many different layers of like relationships that we've had throughout our lives or encounters with people and we're expected to when we find say the love of our life or get married we're expected to just like forget all about our past and I don't think that's fair and so on nights like this where I think about Vladdy I don't think about it in, I guess, a longing sort of way. Although, I mean, if I could relive some of the moments again, I would, but not so that I could erase my present, but just so that I could have that moment again. But maybe the fact that it only happened once, like the moment was what made it so special is, you know, maybe that's 
all the moments in our lives, the reason that we hold them so tightly is because they can never happen again in the way that they did. And I think there are things in my life I've taken for granted, but that's not one of the things. Like I recognized how special it was and it hurt a lot. And, and, you know, I think we broke each other's heart a lot throughout the years. Again, like not on purpose, but just that's kind of what young love does. And I remember people telling me like adults telling me is, Oh, it's just young love, whatever. And even Vladdy telling me like, you're going to have so many great experiences after me. And he's just such an old soul. He just knew. And I don't know. He was the mature one. I was ready to give it all away for him. (laughs) And then I left for the military and again, we just went our separate ways and like I'd come home on leave and of course he'd come visit and stuff. And that was amazing, but it was just never the same. It was never the way that it was in high school. And I don't think it was meant to be that way. So anyway, I just wanted to come on here and share that and just share some things that I've been mulling over by myself and yeah, I I'm at a place when it comes to, I guess, just knowing my worth and knowing that if anybody receives what I'm saying in any sort of way that isn't how I intended it to come across, like it's, it's their responsibility to come to me. And again, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just saying like, I haven't been candid or open because I have been afraid to be judged or confronted or whatever from anyone really. And that that's been a fear throughout my life as a people pleaser. But I'm at this point where I'm like, if it's coming from a good place and you know, I have good intentions. If I say something that I don't realize is hurtful or whatever, a lot of times, like I don't, (laughs) I think, you know, I'm not the only one who does that, that like, I, I, I really don't sometimes. And if someone points it out to me, then it's like, Oh, okay, I get it. Um, but otherwise sometimes like I'm going to say things that are going to rub people the wrong way or be received in a way that, you know, maybe someone wants me to say it differently or whatever. And I stand by what I say. Um, again, I'm being vague cause I don't have a specific example and I'm just talking in generalities. Like these are the anxieties that I have that can keep me up at night is like, Oh, what if I say something wrong? What if people don't like me? And I just have to be okay with that. I have to be okay with making mistakes too and saying wrong things and just being the imperfect human being I am. And accepting that I'll never be perfect, no matter how much money I have, no matter how my body looks, no matter what my career is, no matter who I'm married to, no matter what my beliefs are, no matter how educated I am, I'm never going to be right a hundred percent of the time. And I'm never going to say the right things a hundred percent of the time that people want to hear. And so I just have to give that up. And so part of this is my declaration that I am imperfect and so are you. And that is what makes us human. That's, I think that's what makes us so lovable, at least in my opinion. So anyway, thank you for listening. If you've gone this far, I am probably another thing is I'm probably not going to have episodes on a scheduled basis. I think that's, what's been throwing me off too, is 
because I want this podcast to feel so genuine, I don't want to feel forced to like come up with content or like do a bunch of research. And it's just not where I am right now. If the demand ever gets to that point, then, you know, I can revisit. But where I'm at right now with it is just more kind of spontaneous. It's not like I really track the podcast that I listen to. There are some actually that I'm like, oh, and episodes, it's Tuesday. Episodes are supposed to come out, but those are the more like fun, like lighthearted or I don't know. I guess every podcast is different and I do this for a specific reason for specific people. And so if you're listening, you are one of those specific people. And yeah, if you ever want to come chat with me, on instagram or in my facebook on my facebook messenger whatever i'm at lauren m kendrick on instagram lauren kendrick on facebook and you can just come talk to me and tell me like if you resonated with something in that episode or you were like you want to tell me about your first love or that experience or one of the loves of your life or you know maybe you felt like you had to give up your past to be with your current partner or Um, or if you even want to talk about maybe you have perfectionist or people pleasing tendencies and you just didn't realize it, or you do realize it, you just don't know what to do without, with, about it. Yeah. And you can send me either messages or you can send me voice notes. Obviously I am quite the talker, so I prefer voice notes because even if I tell myself to like be concise, I just start talking and things just start flowing and I like I lose myself in conversation so if you ever want to get on zoom or facetime or anything just let me know I do this podcast so that we can feel less alone and we can feel like we have someone so I am that person for you and I will talk to you again hopefully soon I have an interview with a friend I did like a few weeks ago that I need to post eventually too, but I have to edit it first. So we'll see if I get that up first or just another random episode. I think I'll just record episodes as I feel things that I want to talk about. That way it does feel more genuine. So anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for chatting with me and I love you and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.